We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. And we're live at the Codex Cantina! And literally live. This is a new editing technique where there will be nothing taken out. This will be 100% audio, video cuts, as if you were here in the studio with us. Oh, hold on, I'm getting a call. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, question for you. How do you feel about a curveball? Because I told you all we were going to do was the July TBR. What if we did one wrap up? Like, what if we picked one thing from June just to kind of talk about and be like, oh, I really like this in June. Like, how do you feel about a little curveball? Does that, does that sound fair? Sure. Sure. Let's curveball okay. it. Okay. You, you actually jumped into that very, very easily. I'm, Impressed I'm ready to your, swing. Your I love baseball metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look at what we did in June because we have a mesh, which is why I want to combine these of I'm preparing to go on a trip at the end of the month here. So I've got a couple of stories that we've already kind of started for July. We've obviously read all of the June stuff. Uh, looking at these, if I were to pick one thing to recommend, we had Japanese June, a lot of good stories. We had the closure of Dubliners. And we also had, ooh, mm. we had we had the two poems by Borges. We had The Era by Nanakwame Ajay Brenya. There's some good ones here. I'm going to go with the book. I know it's kind of cheating, but I think my pick of June was The Flowers of Buffoonery. I read, I think you know, No Longer Human, a long time ago by Desai. We revisited it here. It was a wonderful discussion and video. It was great getting access to the book, the first exposure the world got to uh, Oba Yozo, and, and, and yeah, it was kind of neat learning about his jovial, mask-filled teenage years, adult, young adult years. <laughs> That's fair enough. I I'm gonna have to go with my 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 one of my favorites. I'm gonna have to go with Borges and the Lottery. I just feel like that story is so thought-provoking and mind-melding. I mean, a close second would be. James Joyce, but I feel like that's needed in the idea of everything else within Dubliners. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the lottery by Borges. I know that's cheating too a little bit. So it is a Whatever. little bit, but I, I mean that's what we do it's on our this channel. channel is cheat. Yeah, it's our channel. <laughs> I can do what I want. Yeah. I can do what I want. I'm gonna fire my I'm gonna fire myself. <laughs> um, Don't do that. You gotta edit do this. Don't fire yourself till tomorrow or Saturday. How? On a, on a scale of like one to 10, I want you to pause before you answer, okay? In a scale of one to 10 of regret, you did not go to Ireland. How much do you regret it? Like, like how do you feel having finished Dubliners, gone through that journey, we're starting Ulysses now. How do you feel having never been to your island? Uh, so I'm not Irish, I'm Welsh, remember? Uh... Oh, it's so, Welsh? I thought you said Scottish for some reason. I'm Welsh. I'm like 67% okay. Welsh. Okay, well, it was your island for uh, 800 years then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Too soon? No. 
Yeah, too soon, too soon. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, my father-in-law is actually at the island, and he's going to see his uh, like fifth cousins and peoples and stuff. Uh, he went there for Father's Day. Yeah, he's over there with one of his daughters. So very cool stuff. But uh, eleven and eleven, and that is because <laughs> not nothing to do with uh, being with you, my friend. Nothing with Joyce. Nothing with the Ireland. I would have left before my birthday. I never would have got COVID. <laughs> mm. I would have been in Ireland and not got COVID. So that would have been a plus. That'd have been a plus. All right, <laughs> let's talk about what we're doing in July. Now, a couple of these we we were recording tonight because, like I said, we're I'm, I'm going away at the end of the month. So we're kind of slamming. We just recorded the Ursula Kayla Gwynn's The Poacher, which is a take on Sleeping Beauty, is what it was. And we recorded, obviously, the lottery in Babylon, Borges. I mean, yeah, he blew your mind, right? Like like every time. <laughs> Brain melted. Now, here, here's some good news I have for you. That's not the last Borges this month. Yes. We're going to do another one. We're going to be doing Funes the Memorius by Jorge Luis Borges. I actually had another Borges story. I think I've had like three or four people request to do this one and the the Don Quixote one, so I brought those up in terms of time, just basically swapped when we're doing some of the Borges stories. I've noticed that a lot of people are interested in a lot of the, the, the ones in the Labyrinths collection, so we might look at trying to prioritize maybe some of those first, but we're, we're going through Borges. We love him. I love that they're interested in what we have to say about it. <laughs> I think... I don't know, but I think Funes is the one where it, there's one where like this guy just remembers everything, which is like a real thing. I remember those people that can like, what the were you doing memory. on June? Yes. Yeah. What were you doing? What did you eat on June 23rd, 1989? And they can tell you it's all oh, that has to be so strange. And stressful, right? I mean, because yeah. you can't I mean, you got to think of all the pain and bad things of your life. Those are blurred. Yeah. I mean, the good things are blurred, too. But yeah. imagine no blurring, no fading of pain or horrible experience of the loss of loved ones. That is horrific. Are, I wonder, are there studies? And again, I don't know if Funes is the one that does this, this thought experiment or whatever, reality experiment, whatever you want to call it. Do they, these people have to have, you know, how like the, the self-defense mechanisms where you can suppress memories, uh, you can regress to childish mm. behavior, like do... Do these people, like, are they susceptible to those? Like, if they have enough trauma? I guess that would be an interesting study to learn more about. Maybe that's something we'll look up if that is that story. <laughs> yeah, please. That would be really cool to know. I mean, because obviously it's a real thing. I think that in fiction and movies and books and stories, it gets a little bit dramatized. Uh, but yeah. I know there are people that have very close to, you know, those powers or abilities or that, you know, uh, detriment to their life, I guess you could even consider it. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Kublai Khan by Samuel Taylor Coolridge, which new author of the channel. Rhyme? I think did he do Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? He's he's new to the channel. Um, I think I had to read a bunch of him in high school. I think I did yeah. Kublai Khan. We'll 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 see College? if it sparks my memory once we actually read. Okay. Oh, I think it was high school. I had uh, Mr. Frowley at Libertyville High School. He was super into poetry and theater, and and he mm. made us do a lot of those like we did shakespeare we did Ugh. we had to i think this is pretty common for high school where you take uh the canterbury tales and each student yeah. had to pick a different perspective because you know that's one of those ones where 
the narrator's not the same, but that's that's what keep that's what keeps that common thread is each one's kind of taking the previous person and continuing the story, if you will. It's it's an interesting high school experiment. I don't think I got it back then though. No, of course not. <laughs> Miss Borst, I don't think made us read much poetry, and I love her for that. So thank you. You can't even say that anymore because you've started liking poetry. You need to see but, your world. But sixteen-year-old crypto shift. did not. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, they, they, sixteen-year-old Luna didn't like it either. Uh, he, we weren't mature enough for it. <laughs> we didn't have poetry. The right... Is an old man's game, Una. <laughs> Dude, I was about to do this really cool segue where I was going to oh. say we didn't have the opportunity by John mm. Cheever. I see what I was going to do there. Oh, yeah. good job. Yeah. It was going to work. It was going to work. It worked. Uh, it still works. One, it works. He's he's uh, he's the checkoff of the suburbanites, if you will. Right, the short story for suburbanites. So that one's going to be a good one for me. <laughs> All right, well, I'll follow along. All right, and we got an oldie but a goodie, The Open Boat by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Stephen Crane? Stephen Crane? Is that is that how I pronounce it? <laughs> Stephen Crane. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think you got I'm that joking. one right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, and then uh, there's going to be The Dream Deferred by Langston Hughes. You might know that one. Ooh, ooh, you're ending out July you, nicely. I like it. You know what? You've you've generally I don't want to put words into your mouth, but you've generally really liked a lot of the Langston Hughes poetry. Do you think sixteen year old crypto could have come to appreciate it? No. No, mm. absolutely not. No. I just, don't just think it wasn't that, an art form you're ready for. I don't know if it is life experiences or help from a friend to to pull out the nuances of poetry or its maturity. I, I don't know, uh, but I feel like either you get poetry or you don't. And if you don't, it takes work. And that's something that, well, I'll just go read a fantasy book. It doesn't take work and I'm going to get enjoyment out of it. But now that I'm willing to put in the work because I've read all the fantasy books and don't need to read those anymore. Now I can get enjoyment out of it, and it feels even better because I put the work in. Okay. Okay. I think I want to maybe next year, like I think I've said this before, explore more sci-fi fantasy just because I wonder if, if fantasy is not really – hasn't really jumped me a lot lately. It's really been more sci-fi that's been kind of interesting and stuff that's really been my go-to relaxer like after – oh my gosh, after chapter three – of Ulysses, Ugh. where I hit, it was like a wall hit. Spoiler. <laughs> Woo. Woo. That was a tough chapter. Uh, I had to, I kind of had to like decompress, and I went to actually uh, pop Japanese fiction. It, it's just very clear, very obvious, very lucid, and very emotional that it's, it's a great little decompression reading thing. That's what fantasy used to do for me. Now it seems like I'm, I'm finding it in other places, though. I agree. I've been... When I drive, which is very rarely now since I work from home, but when I do, uh, I've been noticing I, I, still, I think it may be a 50-50 split. I don't feel like I've leaned more towards sci-fi over fantasy, but those are those are definitely still my brain candy, as we call them around here, for, you know, kind of that decompression. I don't need to think and just kind of go with the flow. I, I can drive and listen and enjoy. Yeah. And, and when we say that for people that are new, it's not that you can't think. It's just more of you don't have to you can just enjoy it and it seems like with what we read we're 
people I think are expecting us to do a little bit more of an analytical pass on our reads. So uh, it's good to still have those ones where you can just, I mean, we enjoy a lot of them, not all of them, chapter three, Lissies, <laughs> but, but some of the stuff that you just won't, don't want to do the analytical pass. I, I think it's important to keep that skill because you and I have talked too before about we do so much analytical passes. Sometimes you, you forget to just let that part go and just, just enjoy reading sometimes. And one aspect too, of, of going back to, you know, bring it full circle of, you know, why young crypto wouldn't get poetry is I think poetry is something that lends itself very well to have a conversation. And that's something that we've built around here on our channel is we want people talking about books. We want people talking about stories. We want people talking about poetry because that is, I think, a major piece that is missing nowadays is you shouldn't just read a book in your own, you know, little secluded cave and that's it. You're done with it. You should talk about it. You should, you know, in, tell about the things you enjoyed and things you didn't enjoy and what was good. And a young crypto would have not been able to have that wouldn't have been able to done that of have those deep meaningful conversations because i would have been snarking snarky flippant you know i would have tried to you know be the class clown about it because i couldn't show my true feelings as a young teenage boy you know because that would have been made me vulnerable and i had to be tough so yeah i think there's another reason why I thought you were going to compare yourself to Yozo there for a second. I was like like oh, everything God. you just talked about, the, the mask, you know, put, <laughs> putting on the jokes. Like you literally yeah. just talked about how you were Yozo. I kind of was. Uh, I mean, I was very insecure, I think, as many of us are as young teenagers because we don't know who we are. We're trying to figure ourselves out. And yeah, I was pretending to see, be somebody I was not. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're so desperate to fit into some of those cliques, to be accepted by certain people. I was then, that's for sure. Not anymore. <laughs> no, no. Now it's like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a beautiful wife, a great best friend. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I I'm done. I've, I've given up at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for spending some time. Let us know what reads you have coming up in July. And uh, I, I think you probably know what we're going to do for August. I mean, we kind of do it every August. So looking forward to that. Let us know what you're looking forward to the most in July. Let me open the comments down below. My name's Benuna. Peace. Peace.